Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hey, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast on Cooth Products in the RDS. I'm here with Jake O'Toole. We've got a product for Pinpoint. So, Jake, that's what it actually does. Okay, so Pinpoint is a personal safety app that will display your current location to a list of trusted contacts so they know exactly where you are if you're feeling more safe like say if you're walking home where you're walking home yeah. at night time so that when you first open the app you'll set your route and where you're going yeah. and then after that once you deviate off that route or if you stay still for a certain amount of time your trusted contacts will be notified saying this person has moved off their thing and they'll still be able to track where they're going and if they stay still for too long they'll get notification this person hasn't moved yeah, and how does it, uh, what happens after that? After your connection is told, you could be in trouble, what happens next? Then the, all of the trusted connects will be notified, saying like we suggest you try and contact the person who you're tracking, yeah. and then we see if he's okay. And, and, if, he's okay. Yeah, and if that happens, if, if, you, if you can't get through to them, does the alarm go off, or how does it work? Uh, yeah, well, if you can contact them, then that's when we should, they recommend start calling the police to see if they're yeah. involved. And I do think that would be very good, especially for Alzheimer's. Yeah. So for an Alzheimer's. So if they were to leave their house, their family members would still be able to know where they are if they get lost on the way back. Could be waiting, yeah. You can have it so that if you know that happens and you don't hear back from them, it can set up an alarm on the phone itself. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, that's always my plans for the Alzheimer's patients. Yeah. That of course that bring them around and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? And then they can try and think back on where they have to go. Yeah, because I think that it, if, if uh, people know the alarm goes off, they're going to wonder, why is it going off? Yeah. And then it's a young kid and all the depression. They're going to know there's something going on here that doesn't sound yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That was my plans for when I was starting to get on. Well, I suppose uh, it takes time to get it, all, get it working. Yeah, it does. It's and uh, what language is it, is it coded in? Swift. Swift. Yeah, so it's just iOS on the moment. Only, only iOS. Yeah, yeah, only on iOS for the moment, but I do plan on making an Android version. And how long will it take you to code it? Uh, I started in late January, yeah. early February, so I still just finished now. I hope in the next month we'll be on the app store. And how do you find Swift to use? Really easy. I really, I just like my new favourite language ever since I started learning. Yeah. It's just so easy and so, so much faster than all the other languages. Because I've been told Swift is great to use. Really is. It's so handy. It's so familiar. Like it has that familiar feeling. Yeah. It? That's very similar to other languages. It's easier to pick up. I haven't used it yet myself, but I've been told that last week at the Apple conference they announced it. Yeah. Free for everyone to use, and that to me it's great. If it's a language easy to use, hopefully a lot more will pick it up. Yeah, and it's very easy, especially for your first language. So if there's someone ever looking to get into programming, Swift is really simple. Yeah. Like that's will be very easy for them to pick up. Because years ago I learned coding in basic. And that shows how old I am. So basic was very simple to use, and nowadays that's all gone. But if you can yeah. get language that goes back to basic, it's simple to use, it's simple to understand, it's great. Yeah, it's very simple, it's very as it is. Yeah. And I guess you, you're hoping in long term to do other products as well. Sorry? Do other things as well with Swift in long yeah. term. I do plan on advancing more into the app and like making the tracking more precise, and making sure that it's exactly where they are, because I'm using Apple Maps at the moment. Yeah. So I do plan on changing over to Google Maps in the yeah. future. So I was having a bit of trouble with the Apple Maps API, but I do plan on resolving them the next week or two. Yeah, I heard Apple Maps has changed and got a bit better now. Yeah, it has actually. It but the thing is, I'm not too sure if it's still as good as Google Maps. I'm not sure. I think Google Maps is very good in a way of, especially for directions. I think yeah. it's more kind of, it's up to date with like, with traffic and everything. But, I, the reason why I chose Apple Maps was because it was all native. Yeah, I suppose it's easier to... If, if all the same uh, 
Lynching, by the way, easily. We're not pointing anything out. Once you got to work on that, you then figure out, okay, and if you go into Android, it's got to be Google Maps anyway. So I suppose at the moment, get it working on an Apple device, if yes. it works, then try and Google Maps. Yeah, There's no point actually spending time playing about with the coding. Yeah. If you know the sticks in there that, that work for the moment, go with that. Yeah. And if you're going to show a demo of what you can do, at least when you get the map working, that shows what it can do. And then long term, you're going to think, well, look, what do I go with next? Because Apple Maps has got limited, limited usage capabilities. Yeah. And do I uh, hopefully wait up to FIBA or do I jump ship and go to the Google Maps? Yeah. Or even worse, Bing Maps. Hopefully, we're going to have to go there. No. <laughs> um, I do plan on getting uh, like testers yeah. in the future to test it out first, see how they feel about it before I post it on yeah. the App Store. And a plan to charge for it as well is going to be a. Um, at the moment, gonna it's going to be free. Yeah. Still debating it, but I'm thinking about how you're going to make money back on this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as so. well. I have a few ideas for the bed. Well, I have all them I know some guys might say you might get five free alerts a month. Yeah. And then after that you charge, but I don't know what you, what you, what you could do, and or you could just charge, and then you or you could charge us a one a yearly fee to use it. Yeah. That's cool. I saw guys last year at the project that got this uh, smart uh, this uh, the smart watch. It's kind of does what you do. It's a it's a watch for kids or old people, and what it does is you start with ten phone numbers, and right. it tells you where they are. So when you oh, want I to heard use, of that. Yeah, I heard of that. And when you, it's like the crazy, when you want to use it, you talk into it. And all, all it inside it is 10 numbers that the parent put on it. So they inside what the numbers go on the phone. And I might say, well, put in your best friend, but you got to put in mum, dad, maybe your aunt, your uncle, somebody yeah. you know. And then what it does is, and also if you know AP, like if you have to go out, it relies on the same, it's like it's nine year a month uh, for the SIM card uh, connection. Okay. And but it means you can use it anywhere in Europe. Yeah. So if you're in Spain, it can work. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So they're kind of doing something kind of like you, but a bit different in a way. They're giving the kid the first phone, and if you're younger age, maybe you're afraid to give the kid a smartphone because they yeah, don't exactly. know what they're going to do. So I think yours might be aimed for maybe an older market, maybe. But I would suggest you give the kid a smartphone, go for Windows Phone, because all the all the apps you don't need to use aren't on there. I had it. Windows phone before and it wasn't a very pleasant experience. Yeah, but well, I'd say the kid like, can they play games? Xbox Live. Yeah. Can it? Can you take photographs? Yeah. It's great for younger kids. Yeah. Especially for a starter phone and because they do so many things you can link in with it. Yeah, and I said, has it got email? Yes. Can take photographs? Can you go online? Yes. We said, what more do you want? Yeah. And said, well, if you want Snapchat or anything else, go go and buy a phone yourself. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not getting that. Because <laughs> I've seen parents who, who are worried about the kids using the smartphone. Yeah. And. Uh, what went right for them? I always say, go for Windows Phone. You can't go wrong because at least you know what a can it can do. Yeah. And all the apps you're worried about won't be on there. Yeah, it's great. It really is great. I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people I know as well. A lot of us had Windows Phones when we were grown, when we were younger. Yeah. And now we started to get like different phones, but it is great, especially for a first phone. Well, I think for me, the cost is like 100 euro buys you Windows Phone. Yeah. And it, and my view, it's a basic phone, but it works. Yeah. And even though it's a bit slow, for them, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. their first phone. Like when I was younger, the beginning for me was a Sony Walkman. And of course, you couldn't afford that, so you got basically the next knockoff, next uh, yeah. version of that, another brand new version of a Walkman. And at the time, we didn't care whether the Walkman because it worked. It had a, yeah. did what we wanted to do. Now, obviously, when you get older and you can afford it. You obviously want to go for the walk, yeah. but for kids at a young age, you give them that, and it's great. And I think what you're doing with your product, 
it's, it, it's a great idea because you're uh, it's aimed for an older market, but yeah, because I, I, I can see five-year-old kids uh, having smartphones. See, in the day and age we are now, I kind of can see that, but I think five and six is a bit too young. I've seen parents with kids, with kids that are uh, playing about with uh, giving them a phone that age. I think that's way too young because they're not going to be using it as no. to their full potential. Like they wouldn't yeah. have any kind of like social media or anything on it. I say, yeah, from that age, give them a, give them a Dora phone. It's got the big buttons. That's what you need. But I mean, other yeah. than that, I just don't think. I think when a kid's still learning and uh, and the memory isn't fully set up yet, and they're trying to uh, remember where they are as they're growing, giving the phone a young age or a tablet is no use to them at all because yeah, definitely. it's going to. Because they're looking at close to their face and everything yeah. else, and uh, I just don't get it. Like if you have a kid in, in front of the TV, and I'm saying, if you're going to watch TV, go the back of the room, not front yeah. of the room. But some kids like been very front of the TV and yeah. thinking, no, bring them back to the back of the room and make them sit down there. I can't even say that close to TV, my eyes don't hurt me if I do. Yeah, so do <laughs> I. Well, right now with the current TVs, if you've got a really, really good quality TV at the moment, the further back you are, the better quality picture yeah, is. exactly. So maybe that was on a purpose. <laughs> Well, I can't stay that close to a TV because my eyes start getting really sore, so I have to move back anyway. Yeah. I still don't know how people can sit right up close to a TV screen. I, I kind of can now, and again, what do you do in, in the parents' kitchen? Well, if I want to see what, hear what's going on, because everyone's talking in the background, I'll go up close. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it, but normally I won't do that. Yeah. It's nice to kind of stay back so you can see the whole screen fully yeah. and see it better. Well, that's great. Thanks very much for that. I'm here with the Coos Products with Esalt Mangan. Who was a teacher come a coder? Absolutely, yeah. That's what we back when you sold. What have you done? Uh, I'm a primary school teacher who about 20, 19, 20 months ago taught myself how to code online and since set up the Coder Dojo in Clansville in County Mayo. What language did you, did you learn? Uh, I only learned scratch to begin with. Yeah. Starting a bit of Raspberry Pi. Well, I started Raspberry Pi a while back, but still learning it very much. The scratch is a thing, it's great for kids because it's all about animation and. and uh, how to make their own little games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a simple drag and drop block. They can see it as well as read it. And it's definitely beginners. It's, and very easy to move over to the likes of Python afterwards because it's similar inputs you put into it that you drag in They were Python very simple to program as well. It's not that hard to learn. Yeah. Did they yeah. call it? Well, I'm putting it hurt. <laughs> well, it's not too bad because you can use it with Google Web Toolkits. Yeah. So because it's all open source in a way, it's easy to learn. Yeah. And also, you can add in, you can link it into Google Calendar and other Google Kids as well. So in other words, and Google Maps, blocking the API, so it's very simple to use. And the same with Twitter as well, you can look in Twitter APIs into it as well. So because of that, it won't be that hard to learn. Yeah, if yeah. I can do it, anyone can. I need to get better. <laughs> no, but I mean, if I can do it, anyone can. I'm not the best pub code in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're going to find fun doing that. Yeah, I know it is. It's all, it's all about trial and error, I suppose, And Raspberry Pi, what do you plan to do with that? Actually, yeah, one of the groups here today has a project done with the Raspberry Pi. They've made a twister game with the Explorer hash code put on the top of the Raspberry Pi. Yeah. So we've done things like uh, basic coding with the breadboard, lighting LEDs, we've done sensors, temperature sensors, buzzers, putting in the timer and coding the different digits to change the countdown timers. Uh, simple enough stuff now, yes. Um, I would like to go to Sky Academy this summer, so watch this space. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I got one two months ago, the latest version of Raspberry Pi, and I plan to play around with it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet because it's so much new, it's endless for you yeah. to do it's, it's hard to find exactly what to do because the possibilities are so endless and there's yeah. so many good ideas out there. It's trying to decide which one you want to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big in, do I go and do a me centre and get that working 
and some of them are complex. I just don't know. And the same with the OS in it. Someone's choice now. Like Windows 10 IoT is on it now. Yeah. Which, which, which to me is great because you got Microsoft uh, capabilities with it. Yeah, so I'm not sure if I do that or stick with that or go for a uh, Linux. I don't know what to do. It's great. It's good to have a choice. It is. I guess because it's open source, yeah. it gives you more of a choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's more support in it as well, and more people to talk to when you're doing yeah. you get ideas from, or if you get stuck even, they must be able to help you out. Well, I guess for you as a teacher, it must be great to actually show the kids you're actually down with them and know what they're doing. Yeah, well, I suppose at this stage now in our Coder Dojo, especially, it's come to the stage where the kids are actually nearly more able than I am. I am nearly a facilitator more so than a teacher to them now because they're all capable of being mentors themselves and teaching other children to come in and then you stop. Uh, yeah, at least if you know what they're talking about, we can help. Yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah. Too much gets past me now, really. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. I've been at a scenario where I'm interviewing somebody, and, and if I don't know as much as they do, I've got to at least know enough that, that I, I think think I do. Yeah, absolutely. And if, in your case, yeah. And they catch you out very quickly yeah, with their kids. Because yeah, everything's always changing. Kids are pick up new things pretty quickly. So you get them, you got to make sure that you, you know. One step ahead. Yeah, know what they're talking about. And if you think no more than you, you're going to get more. So well, actually, no, you don't. No one is more than me. And there's still plenty to learn. Yeah. You can never know it all. And every day, every day in my room, give me an apple as well. An apple a day for teaching. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> uh, I don't mean like a mac, I mean like a proper apple fruit rather than the yeah. product. But I like frogs too. <laughs> so do I, but... I do it a lot of them. All right, thanks very much for that. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you.